Up next, right here on Spreaker, it's your boy, the governor of Minnesota. Sports talk, that is. The big, smooth Vince Wright coming to you live with Sports Done Right. Keep it locked. It's about time you got it right. Up next, it's your boy, the big, smooth Vince Wright, broadcasting live from the Sportstacular Governor's Mansion, the governor of sports talk, that is, and he's got your ticket to all the latest sports-related news, events, and hot topics. Are you ready to get it right? Sports Done Right, up next. What up, everybody? Vince Wright, Sports Governor, coming to you live in two minutes on Sports Done Right. We are back. We are live, and we got lots to talk about. Hang out, chill. We'll be right back with you.
snow cats ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the situation room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. What's going on, everybody? Vince Wright, sports governor, coming to you live and direct from the Situation Room. Here at my palatial governor's estate here in the beautiful land that we call God's country, a.k.a. Minnesota. That's right. Getting a little bit cold up in here, but hey, you live up here, you know what's coming. I am Vince Wright. Thank you for joining me. Sports Governor, Sports Done Right, coming to you live and direct. Appreciate everybody joining us in the Spreaker.com chat room. Got some early risers there. I want to say what up to Cedric Galloway, repping his Los Angeles Dodgers. And them Dodgers are, are they in trouble, Seth? Brewers gotten that, you know what, yesterday. Gotten that ass. So, but anyway, what up to my main man, Cedric Galloway, Spreaker.com. Big Mike right on time, Eden Prairie, Minnesota over Twitter. Uh, who else do we got here? We have Amy calling from, where is Amy? Amy, where are you? Afton, Minnesota. All right, right next door to where the Gov is presently. Appreciate you listening in, Amy, as well. We got Jason calling from Cooner Rapids. He's listening as well. Thank you. Sluggo the Hammer, X-Squad affiliate, my main man. This is a X-Squad podcast. Representing Georgia State. Big L, X-Squad as well here in the Spreaker.com chat room. Minnesota is the cold country, maybe. You know what? You ain't lying, man. And there's just no way to say it. it it's actually it, it wasn't so so bad today. It's a little breezy right now, mid fifties, but yeah, yeah, it's uh starting to churn. The leaves have dropped or are dropping, and the cold weather is on. Actually, I got the Minnesota Wild, got hockey on one of the monitors here in the situation room. By the way, you wild fans. Arizona, the Coyotes already up one nothing on the Minnesota Wild. Uh, about a minute and a half left in the first period. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Got Vikings talk coming up as well. Ooh, excuse me, had to hit the old cough button there. So NFL Vikings, big win over Arizona. A lowly Arizona team, but once again, Arizona made it interesting in the first half. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about how the Vikings and the rest of this NFL or NFC North division is stacking up again last night with yet another comeback for uh, the prestigious one over there in Green Bay. You know, the quarterback, you know who, and uh, the love affair that is everything Aaron Rodgers. We had to listen to that again last night and all that idiocy. I mean, I, I, I get it. He's one of the great ones. But sometimes it just gets to be a little bit too much with this fool. All right, y'all. So we got Vikings talk, Gophers talk. We don't like the term moral victories, but that's exactly, I guess, what happened with this young team. And it looks like uh, Hendricks is hurt for the Minnesota Wild. He's uh, taking off the ice and limping back to the locker room. Stay tuned there. Um. 
we'll get into the the uh, Gopher game here. Rest of college football. I mean, Alabama. Who challenges Alabama? Is it Ohio State? Is it you know we saw LSU uh, take down Georgia here last week? How how are all my SEC, all my fans down south here, feeling about the SEC? Because now Georgia's left themselves in the pickle because the only way that they have any shot, <clears throat> excuse me, is really by winning the the championship game. And you know who that's going to be against. Dodgers either win tonight or it's pretty much over, says Cedric Galloway. Yeah, I would have to agree with that, man, because, you know, being a Cubs fan, you know, we hate Milwaukee, but. I got. I live ten minutes from the Wisconsin border. I got a lot of happy Brewers fans here in Western Wisconsin, and I got to give them props, man. I mean, they, you know, they're doing it on the field, and maybe this is the year that the Brew Crew returns to the World Series. Oh boy! I mean, come on! I mean, Jesus Christ! Oh. Really? I mean, the Brew Crew are gonna do it? But. Got some baseball yet to be played tonight, so we'll we'll be uh, checking out the Dodgers and the Brew Crew. Um, first period just ended. Minnesota Wild down. We have Boston up eight to two, and they are playing down in Houston. And that series is all tied up one apiece there as well. Top of the ninth. So, barring a major comeback here, the both Sox are going to go up 2 nothing on the Astros. Uh, Big L in our Spreaker.com chat room. Vince, you see Busa leaves Ohio State early for the draft. Yeah. And, folks, I don't really have any notes tonight. So, throw anything you want to talk about in the chat room over Twitter. Hit Sports Done right in the gov up. We'll get into any and everything here for about the next hour and 20 minutes or so. Um, as usual, during the breaks, we got a couple nice jams for you here, and then we'll get you all wrapped up for another uh, Tuesday night edition and get you on your way here. So um, after this game, 9 o'clock Eastern is the Brewers and the Dodgers game, and tomorrow the Bosox and Houston are back at it uh, for game four, 7.30 Central time tomorrow, 8.30 Eastern. So baseball in full fledged here as we're trying to figure out who's going to get to the World Series. Um, but yeah, I hear you, man. I want to say what's up to Ben BS three sports and music show host. Um, also a member of our X squad affiliates. Check us out. X squad affiliates.com. And by the way, folks follow Vince, Wright, Sports done, right? X squad affiliates. Follow all these hosts, by the way, too, that you are seeing in the chat room on Spreaker, uh, go to Spreaker.com, follow myself and then go into who I'm following and just follow all those people. That's really the easiest way to describe it. You set yourself up with a quick account. That way, when the show goes live, you'll get an electronic notification saying, hey, we're live. Or you can listen on demand. want to say what up to the one and only Raiders for Life in our Spreaker.com chat room as well. Man, what's going on? John Gruden, $100 million, 10 years. Let's speak on this one real quick because, you know, here's the thing with John Gruden. I respect him as a football coach, but he was never the end-all, be-all of football coaches. Now, was he? I'll wait. Take a moment. Sports done right. 
Follow us on Facebook, Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T. Follow yours truly, Vince Wright, on Twitter, at the Big Smooth one That's the number one after the Big Smooth. But I'm telling you, man, honestly, $100 million, 10 years, John Gruden was with the, worth that? No, uh-uh. Justify that to me. Look at the resume. Because arguably, he got to the Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's players. And I get it. Hey, Tony hadn't gotten them there. And I love Tony Dungy, but facts are facts. Next year, he comes in, they get there, they win. Okay, I get that. He won a Super Bowl. Hard thing to do. Trust me, as a Vikings fan, I take the one Super Bowl in my lifetime uh, any day of the week. So I get that. But the fawning over John Gruden once he left the coaching ranks was something that always perplexed your sports governor. The love affair, and I get it, you know, in the age of ESPNs and Fox Sports and all this, you know, just the way the media is today, you know, your 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 attitude sells you. And he did a great job and he landed his little quarterback review show. And wasn't it funny, folks? How all of a sudden every single quarterback coming out of college had to go on ESPN to the John Gruden quarterback camp show. Get the hell out of here with that nonsense. I <clears throat> I I just Raiders are a dumpster fire at best, says Big L. I'm tired of answering for that fool, says Raiders for life. Gruden was just an average coach when he went to the booth. Thank you, Cedric. Thank you very much because I totally agree. And you guys keep your thoughts coming in the chat room. I got a couple responses coming in on Twitter. This is your show tonight. I'm going to get to the Vikings and Gophers and the T-Wolves, but I want to hear from you. Tonight's the night. Let's talk about your team, you Bama fans. What's going on in Arkansas? Big L. Big L's a resident of Little Rock, Arkansas. So tell me what's going on down there with your Razorbacks. Raiders for life here. Let me get my screen up. Um, He says his hope is that John Gruden is like the Joker. He secretly planned to coach the Raiders again. And once he got in to burn it down as the last act of revenge for Al Davis trading him. I can buy that more than what what he is doing um, right now. And (laughs) you never know. There's roughly a decade worth of data on Gruden. He's he's a 500 coach, period. Thank you, Sluggo the Hammer. We'll give Sluggo some love from the audience. Turn it up. You know, it's like Mark McGuire in the Hall of Fame. You take away all those home runs Mark McGuire hit. You have, at best, an average baseball player. I think... It, and. I don't know somebody if you if you have time to look it up on Wikipedia do that. Um, I think he was about a two sixty two, yeah, right in there two sixty average. Um, not a lot of base hits, you know. Obviously, he's you know he had a ton of home runs, but kind of the same thing with Gruden, man. I mean, he's just like Sluggo just said in our chat room. Mike Eden Prairie here over to Twitterverse, as I like to call it. He says, Gov, good to hear you back. As it comes to Gruden, I was never a fan. Uh, always liked the homeboy, Tony Dungy. 
And yes, everybody in your chat room is right. When he left the coaching, his personality got him a job in this age of star-driven media at ESPN. There you go, Big Mike. Let's give Mike some love. DJ Knox in the building. What up, Knox? Um, Big O says, I will now talk about the University of Arkansas. Not an MF <laughs> factor. Yeah, they're kind of in that gopher range. I, I can understand it. Program rebuilding. But uh, to wrap it up on John Gruden, $100 million. And that maybe shows you that Oakland might need to get some new leadership running that team. Because anybody that's going to offer that guy $100 million for 10 years, that type of money is out of their mind, is out of their mind, in my humble opinion, people, because I'm telling you, there is no way in hell I'm offering any coach 10, I mean, Belichick is the only one that probably even gets a consideration for something like that, and you still probably ain't going to pay him something like that. But, I don't know. The Davis family is an interesting bunch. We'll keep an eye on it, see what happens. Obviously, Raiders struggling this year. And I don't know. I mean, you know, a couple years ago, thought they had turned the corner. Before David Carr got injured, everything was trending in the right direction for the black and silver. I mean, you know, outside of them moving to Vegas, you know, the fans are back. You know, they had a good product on the field. And now it is back to literally that old kind of Vegas football. What are we doing? We're not looking good. The day, Carr is, is, seems to be, I don't know if he's regressing. Maybe that's too strong of a term. But all of a sudden, man, the offense can't do nothing. Big L in our chat room says uh, Las Vegas will be nice to the Raiders, but Gruden is messing it up. Uh, now, I'll tell you what. I thought about this, and me and my friends have talked about this. At first, we talked about Vegas and then the Raiders, and we talked about, now think about if you're the visiting team. Who doesn't want to go to Vegas for a long weekend? And you can, you know, especially Vikings fans, I think, you know, Minnesota's per capita, the largest amount of people going to Vegas, you know, per year, all that stuff. But... Then I remembered you're dealing with Raiders fans. And that can get a little leery too. Not as bad as Eagle fans. But them Raiders fans throw down. So maybe that's the saving grace. It's Raider fans and they'll keep a few extra visiting fans home simply because it's that fact. Raiders for king of fantasy football here. And folks, the chat names that you hear me reading... Uh, folks just kind of give themselves all kinds of goofy names and, and, you know, call names and whatnot in our chat room. So that's what you're hearing here. want to say what up to 334 Bama boy, Tennessee hate week, as he says, is University of Alabama Crimson Tide playing Tennessee, the volunteers, uh, probably another stomping for Bama boy squad. Raiders says Gruden's Raiders have more leaks than the Trump White House. We might trade Carr. We might trade Amari. Yeah. All of a sudden, everybody's on the trading block. 
And I don't know what you do. I really don't know what you do about it. Honestly. Um, Raiders in the mess. Raiders in the mess. Visiting fans can't wait to hit up Vegas. True. What's happening, folks? Hey, what up? Fly Ty has joined us in our Spreaker.com chat room. A couple more people here on other social media. Let me check Twitter here. I thought we had some new folks joining us here as well. And we do. We have Lisa from Cottage Grove. What up? Thank you for joining us. We also have John from Woodbury joining us. What up, John? Appreciate you coming through. A couple more folks from Western Wisconsin tuning into Sports Done Right here on Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com as well. Want to say what up? Who do we got here? Let me pull up, pull up, pull up. We got Lisa from Somerset, Wisconsin. And we also have, uh, I think that's it. All right, other folks joining in. So, yeah, man, Raiders in a hot mess. I mean, did you ever think the Cleveland Browns would would be <laughs> a better team than the Raiders at this point? I don't know. All right, what else we got going on here in the world of the NFL? Again, last night, Green Bay comes back. San Francisco right on cue, finding a way to lose the game. Oh, boy, as a Vikings fan, it obviously killed me. No, and I do mean it killed me to to watch yet another comeback. And, and look, like I said just a few minutes ago, I give the dude credit. But I, I just hope we destroy Green Bay. I really do. I'm so tired of them. I really, really am. Um, but. They're there. Chicago's going to be right there. And we got a fun-filled NFC North this year, so the Vikings are going to have to keep it going here. Um, they looked a little, as I transition into talking about my squad, and by the way, Bama Boy says, how Amari go from 1,000-yard receiving to only having 280 right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of the other things that we're going to talk about here. Never thought I'd say it, but Kirk Cousins has saved the Minnesota Vikings as of right now. Now, I know, I know. Stop. Don't buy into the hype, Gov. It could all go south at any minute, Gov. But reviewing... Football is a is a snapshot in time, and right now, Kirk Cousins is is doing a bang up job for the Minnesota Vikings. In my opinion, arguably the best football receiving tandem in football. Adam Thielen, my main man, Stephon Diggs, I, and I know I I'll get arguments about that, but that's fine. But, I, I, you know, the Vikings, you know, as they're coming into a stretch where they're going to be playing some tough teams here, I think they're starting to kind of get it figured out. Hats off to Latavius Murphy, too, by the way. 
because a he helped me win my my fantasy football, my DraftKings. Thank you very much. But right on time with the Vikings running game, man, because Delvin Cook still hurt, did not play, and I just felt today that was the game for for Murray to come out and just kind of lay the law down again and say, look, man, I he ran for over 700 yards last year in Dalvin Cook's absence. You know, after kind of a couple games slow start there after uh, Cook went down with the torn ACL. But, man, Murray is a good, solid running back. Uh, not the greatest by any means, but he is solid, and it was good to see him kind of reestablish himself in this game. And to thank you for helping the Gov win. Cedric Galloway in our chat room. There's a reason Al Davis got rid of Gruden, so I don't know why Mark, uh, Mark is the son for people who may not know, Mark Davis, thought it was a good idea to bring him back or to bring back an average coach. Agreed. I I don't know because Mark Davis, dumbass hell, <laughs> Sluggo says fly tie in the earlier chat there. Um, Big L talking about... Um, uh, Cooper might be traded. Carr might be traded. Sluggo Raiders have gotten Gruden for five, or excuse me, five years at fifty million. Why overpay when you didn't have to? It's just silly. Uh, yeah, I mean, all very valid points, guys. All very valid points. And Mike from Me and Prairie said it earlier as well. And now the Raiders are kind of back to being in flux. But back to the Vikings game here again. Um, Nice win. Um, nice win over the um, Arizona Cardinals. After a very slow and sluggish start in that first half, again, the Vikings kind of playing down to their um, their competition, which is kind of a problem of, of theirs at times. I have just always felt that it, that's been an issue for this team. And in the first half, they did that. Now in the second half, they got it together. Um, and they're off and running. So the Minnesota Vikings off and running again. Um, Thielen, again, over 100 yards receiving. He's done that in every um, game this year. And, I mean, what can you say? What can you say? You know, Kurt hit some very nice passes in the second half. Uh, running game became solid, and the offensive line got it together. So, again, showing you what you can do. Now, I get it. It's the Cardinals. But it is what it is. Um, let's see here. We have the Jets coming up, and this can be an interesting game, too. You know, Jets are improving. Uh, I think they're starting to feel good about, uh, you know, what they're doing there in New York. And in a moment where the Giants aren't playing good, they actually have an opportunity to kind of right the ship and and get a little bit of that uh, media market and get noticed back out there as well. Um, Let's see here. Just trying to get some stats on this preview here. So, Minnesota, and by the way, folks, this game is in New York, or excuse me, New Jersey to be technical. Um, Let's get a couple more chats in. 
Gruden wants to remake the team in his image, which means we'll be average and overrated. Or I, I really hope not. All right, so coming from Vikings.com here, uh, Jets coming off a 42-34 win at home against Indianapolis last week. Very entertaining game. I watched a little bit of that game on the Red Channel or Red Zone Channel. Their second consecutive win. Vikings obviously 27-17 win against Arizona. And now we are off and running. Kirk Cousins, by the way, is thrown for over 1,900 yards. Fourth highest total in the NFL. He is one of four quarterbacks along with Jared Goff, Phillip Rivers, and Matt Ryan. Um, league-wide to rank in the top 10 in each of the following categories. Completion percentage, passing touchdowns, and passing yards. We talked about our main man from Mankato State or Minnesota State Mankato, as it's called now. Adam Thielen, he's on a record-breaking pace. So far, 58 receptions, which is first in the NFL. The most in NFL history through the first six games of the season as well. Thielen, 712 yards, which also is first in the NFL, or tied for third most through the first six games of a season in NFL history. And Thielen and Stephon Diggs join the Steelers' Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster as the only wide receiver receiver duos in the league to each rank in the top 10 in receptions. Raiders for life. Gov, did you say you are a believer in Cousins now? It's not so much I'm a believer. It's just that, you know, he's he's helping to win games. Um, he's not doing anything stupid. And, and again, I know this changes week to week. And, and you know, I can come out here and say, hey, he's, he's Joe Montana Jr. one week. And then he goes out and, you know, throws four interceptions and we lose the game by 25 points. I mean, I get that. But it's a snapshot in time. And as of right now, through the first, what are we through for the first five games? You know, the Vikes are or six games, whatever it is. And the Vikes have righted the ship a little bit. And he's honestly a big part of that. He's made some fantastic throws. And those stats that I just read you, Raiders for Life, I mean, are there for a reason. So am I a believer right now? Yeah, I guess I'm a believer in that sense. But I'm not so I'm not drinking the purple Kool-Aid to say that, hey, our, you know, our season. Look, I mean, there's a lot of football to be played. There's a lot of things that can happen. Lots of things outside of our control. Injury, our offensive line has still been spotty at best, even though they played better in this last game, especially in the second half. But that's that's what I mean by that. Um, so, I mean, I wish him well. Look, he's the quarterback of my Vikings. I want the Vikings to win the Super Bowl every year they're playing football. So whoever is the quarterback, I'm going to be behind. The Vikings defense, which ranks 16th in yards allowed, um, has held opponents to a conversion rate of 25% on third down. That's the lowest in the NFL. Um the big defensive end, Daniil Hunter, is tied with the Texans' J.J. Watt for sacks or lead in uh, sacks. With They both have seven. So I, I, like the, I like our chances here. Now, it's going to be in New York or New Jersey. It's going to be a little interesting out there. But I think the Vikings, in a very tough game, for whatever reason, I just think this one's going to be a very close game. I think the Vikings come out of here, let's say, 
Just off the top of my head, I think the Vikings come off with a touchdown win, something like 27-20, 30-23, somewhere in that range. And I think the Vikings get a little bit hotter like they did last week in the second half of this game out in the Meadowlands. Um, also, I'd like to see a little more use of uh, Kyle Rudolph. Again, I have been a big fan of his. You, you hear me comment, whenever the ball is in his hands, good things happen. Well, that is true, for, and for a good reason. He's one of the better tight ends in football, and I think he does a phenomenal job. I would love to see him get more touches next week. And let's see if Murray can keep running the ball and that offensive line comes together. And no reason to. He's a talented running back, and I think the Vikings win this game. And give me one second here. Just putting up, pulling up the division records because with Green Bay and obviously Chicago now coming back into the mix. And, you know, Detroit always seems to win a game they're not supposed to win. And they seem to lose games they shouldn't lose as of right now. So Bears technically on top of the division. Whoops, where'd that go? So Bears at three and two. Packers and Vikings both tied three, two, and one with that tie. And you have the Lions at two and three right now. Um, Bears fans are excited. Big L, talk to us about your Chicago Bears, my friend. Um, We also have, whoops, I want to give a quick shout out here. And we have another Mike in the mix. Mike from South Minneapolis saying what up thank you appreciate that uh, he, he says he is a first time listener to sports done right very cool thank you sir appreciate that all right so okay bears packer i mean it's still anybody's division right now let's go over to the nfc south here um i'll have more time next week to um to talk a little bit more NFL, but NFC South, the Saints, Drew Brees setting records, all-time quarterback in passing yards, four and one. Panthers three and two. The Bucks are two and three, and the Falcons are disappointing at two and four. What's going on with Matt Ryan? Um, talk to me, guys. We got a lot of Falcons people, a lot of Atlanta people in our chat room. Please let me know what's going on with them Falcons. And also, I mean, Matt Ryan's, I get it, he's got the extension and everything, but at some point you're going to have to start looking at the future quarterback. And who could that be for Atlanta? If Cousins got hurt and smoking Jay Cutler got picked up, would you support him in the purple? No, not a Jay Cutler fan at all. I just don't don't like his the way he carries himself. He is not a leader in a position that requires some type of leadership. Um, I posted the little rah-rah videos of Kirk Cousins out there revving up the gang before these. That's not that's not Cutler. And, and quite honestly, I think Cutler right now is very happy with retirement. He's got his little MTV reality wife there, who, by the way, has done a phenomenal job uh, on her own and kind of doing her own brand and making clothes and stuff. I think what's Chris... Hit, 
me and the, the wife was filling me in on this. That's one of the few reasons I know this. Uh, who's it? Kristen Cavallari, I think, is who he's married to. Some uh, uh, reality show, uh, The Hills or something. I think Jay Cutler is just fine being retired, being daddy. Uh, he's earned millions of dollars, has his wife. Enjoy life. I don't think he wants to come back at all. And even if he did, I don't see him being any, and I do mean any type of difference maker, um, especially in this division. So there you go. When Matt throws to Ridley, it seems to be in stride. But when he throws to Julio, he lost the ball to him. Who in the draft can save the Raiders, Cedric? I'll wait, says Big L. Uh, Big L, we can draft Nick Saban, <laughs> maybe, exactly. All right, let's go through the rest here of the standings. Uh, let's see, that NFC North-South. NFC West, you have the Rams. Look, man, I don't know what Jeff Fisher was doing. I don't know. I don't know what Jeff Fisher was smoking. I mean, I don't know what happened. But all of a sudden, they get rid of him. They bring in a new coach. And we've talked. I mean, Jared Goff went from, honestly, almost on the Ryan Leaf bust heap of quarterbacks to now one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. They're undefeated. They're back in L.A. They have they have made L.A. their town. You can forget L.A. being a Charger town, and I really hope the San and I'm going to call them the San Diego Chargers can find a way to get back to San Diego and, and get a stadium privately, whatever, because the Chargers really have no business being in L.A. and especially now since the Rams are winning uh, in the Coliseum, they're drawing the crowds. Chargers playing in the soccer stadium that has more visitors fans at times in a 30,000 seat soccer stadium. So there you go. Again, sports done right. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor from the great state of Minnesota, God's country as we call it. So Rams are 6-0, and and then everybody else is trailing behind. The Seahawks are 3-3, three and three. Cardinals 1-5 along with the 49ers with Garoppolo going down there. NFC East gets a little interesting. You got the Skins over at 3-2. Uh, and two. Cowboys coming off a big win, 3-3 three and three, along with the Eagles, 3-3. Three and three. Wentz back in the mix there. And the Giants. Oh, those Giants. We're not going to talk too much about them. I don't see the Chief... Chief Rocker, one of our favorite call-in guests. And by the way, if you do want to call in, I'll get this number in the chat room as well. My my apologies. You can call us at 651-968-0124. Again, that is 651-968-0124. And that'll get you through to the Govs hotline as well. Um, Giants in a mess. Eli can't play. Eli, the 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 point of a lot of frustration out there, supposedly if you listen to the media, and Giants off to just yet another horrible start. Let's take it over to the AFC here, and then we're going to get into our first break. We'll come back, talk some more football, finish up on the Vikings, talk some other topics. Uh, AFC South, you got the Titans at three and three, along with the Texans. Everybody's three and three. Uh, Jaguars, Texans, Titans, three and three, and the Colts bringing it up at one and five. 
Uh, Andrew Luck is back, but not making that much of a difference, apparently. AFC North, you got the Bengals and the Ravens battling it out at four and two. Steelers at three and two, and the Browns two, or excuse me, three, two, and one with the Steelers. The Browns two, three, and one. They finally have a couple wins. The Schneid's off the back for them. And they also may have a busted up quarterback, though, because uh, Baker Mayfield was uh, hobbling around. So we'll be very interested as the week progresses. I expect him, he'll, he'll probably play unless he's truly, truly, really banged up. All right, let's finish it off with the AFC East. Obviously, the Patriots tied with Mocha Bella, uh, Roma Davis, one of our frequent listeners here. Uh, her Miami Dolphins, 4-2 and two for both the Patriots and the Dolphins. Here come those Jets, 3-3. Three and three. Jets fans always excited when the Jets are 500 or better. And again, the Buffalo Bills, 2-4. and four. Oh, those lonely Bills, that team up in northern New York. When or when will they be a, a, a real factor again? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Chargers will have to build the fan base in LA, but Cedric, okay, Cedric, you're not, you're in there. You're the, you're the Los Angeles sports fan. You tell me with the Rams winning with the Rams actual history in Los Angeles. And ironically, the Chargers started as the Los Angeles Chargers. I think it was back in 1961. If I remember my notes from way back when, but here's the thing. And again, you're listening to sports done, right? Here on Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com. The owner back then left after one year in Los Angeles. And the reason he left and took the Chargers to San Diego initially, because he said, and this is back in the early 60s, that Los Angeles could not support two football teams. We all know about the Los Angeles sports market. We know about what the things there are to do. We know about the beach. We know... Perfect weather, you can do anything, any time of the year mostly, and you better have a damn good product on the field, especially if you're playing in a coliseum that holds over 90,000 people to fill some seats. I don't think the Chargers get there, Cedric. I really don't. I, I do not think they get there. I think the Chargers, like I said, are best to either look for another location. Now, I know this isn't happening, but I think they need to look for another location or I think they need to, to really start brainstorming and maybe check in with the San Francisco 49ers organization and find out how the stadium got done up there in Santa Clara. Because uh, I, I, I don't think two teams are going to work in L.A. And I think the sharing the stadium, you know, it, it, it works for New York, I guess. But I don't, I, you know, I don't know. To have the Chargers go into this new stadium and let's say, again, if they can't drive the 30,000, and I don't know where that soccer stadium is in, uh, in terms of where it is in the city, how easy it is to get to and all that. But it's like, look, man, if you can't fill up a 30,000 seat soccer stadium, what are you going to do in this new stadium that you're going to be sharing with the Los Angeles Rams? And the Los Angeles Rams now are winning and getting to the playoffs. It might be challenging for a Super Bowl. I think it is in their best interest to find a new location somewhere west. 
I don't know where that would be. People have talked San Antonio for years, uh, the San Antonio market, if they're willing to to do pro football. Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't. Raiders for Life says the Raider Charger LA move was the one that would have worked. Stan Gronke had deeper had Stan Gronke had deeper pockets, maybe. Okay. Mocha Bella has joined us in the chat room. Miss Roma from Miami, Florida. Thank you. Uh, she's from the the queen of the 305, as I like to call her. And I want to thank her for uh, popping in here. We were just talking about your fins. Mocha being tied with the Patriots there in first place. Cedric Galloway says Spanos ain't got money like that to relocate again. Yeah, I mean, he he rolled his ducats here on this L.A. thing, and now it's it seems like it's got to work because... Like I said, I don't know where you go. The Raiders are going to Vegas. Um, you know, <laughs> Portland. I don't know if Portland even wants a pro football team right now. They're, you know, kind of a unique city and whatnot. And they, they're really into their timber and their soccer and everything else. I don't know if they'd want a pro team up there necessarily. And otherwise, yeah, I mean, they're going to have to look at going across country somewhere. And that might just throw up the whole division thing. So, um, all right, let's do this here. We've been talking for damn near 50 minutes. Um, we'll get back in. We'll finish up with some Vikings talk here. But what I want to do is just uh, get into our first break here. Got some uh, songs going out, a little MC Hammer request going out. Um, so let me get that MC Hammer. Mike in Eden Prairie, you down with the hammer? You down with the hammer? Oh, man, I love it. All right, y'all, sports done right. We are off another Tuesday night edition. Let's get it going here. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor, and we will be right back after this. Ladies and gentlemen, hear me and hear me good. If you like sports, then you like the Wait a Minute show. If you like comedy, then you like the Wait a Minute show. If you like a different opinion coming from a different angle, then you like the Wait a Minute show. So join me Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your host, Jelani, J.B. Bodie, and of course, my man Lopan on the thewaitaminuteshow.com. Ain't that right, Lopan? Yo, this is your boy, kicking it with KC Show. And when I want to jam... On a Sunday evening, I'm kicking back with my man, Mandelion, listening to some jams and also engaging topics. Be sure to tune in. X Squad Affiliates. X Go, give it to you. You are listening to Sports Done Right with your host, Vince Wright. Right here on Cause 
sweat that. Yo, tell me who got the props. Tell me who's got the loot. Shades and don't loot, you know. Cool Bella with a flow, mellow as a piano. Yeah, to feel the funk that I bring. The uptown swing, everything that I drop. Now the song that I drop, hit the top, cause it's pop. Then it's like that and you don't stop.
wanna say I won't miss you, girl. Uh, but then again, I guess I'll just be lying to myself. It's just you, baby, and no one, no one else. No, I, I won't miss you, girl. Oh no, 'cause you've been messing up my. The votes are in, and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now. Let's get back to the show. Coming to you live from the sports That's me. That's right. We are back, Sports Done Right, Tuesday night edition, X-Squad Affiliates, X-Squad Affiliates Radio, xsquadaffiliates.com, Spreaker.com as well. And again, thank you very much for tuning in. I want to say especially what up to our girl out there in Portland, the one and only Miss Tiffany, the poodle in Portland, X-Squad Affiliate, lovely young lady hanging out there. In the Rose City, otherwise known as Portland, Oregon. What up, girl? What up to the Big Bear out there as well? Her better half, as some would say. Uh, I have not had the pleasure of meeting Bear, and I hope I get to meet you guys someday soon. But thank you for popping in here, Tiffany. Kansas City Chiefs fan, and I, I will have to say this. I haven't seen a quarterback look that good in a loss in a long time. Patrick Mahomes, the third Junior uh, Minnesota Twins fans love his dad, Pat Mahomes, the second or senior, whatever you want to call him, with the Twins for five years. A crowd favorite and still a crowd favorite to this day, by the way. Raiders for life in our chat room here, and I'm going to get to some chat and finish up our uh, Vikings and our football talking into a little college football next. Gov and Chaka have a co-worker from Chicago who was a diehard White Sox fan until the Cubs won. Now he's talking about, I'm all Chicago. How would he be looked on back in the shy? How would he be looked on back in the shy? Horrible. <laughs> Horribly. Um... You got to pick a side. It's it's that simple. You got to pick a side. And if you are a, a White Sox fan and you're over on the south side of Chicago and and it, the White Sox fan consider themselves real baseball fans. You know, to them, the north side and Wrigleyville is that cute little place you go to watch a game and to jump on a bandwagon and you go to be where you go to be more part of Wrigleyville and to be more part of Wrigley Field than you do the game. 
on the south side. And this is, and I was talking to a guy about this actually a couple days ago, uh, Chicago Sports. Okamiski Park on the south side was the White Sox answer. It was a stadium that had been built back in the 20s, just as old as Wrigley Field, had all the quirky little nuances, the upper deck, the balconies, the shower out in center field. And I always wish when the White Sox, and you knew they were going to build a new park, but I always wish that they had just kind of made a more modern version with the old facade. And if you're a Chicago White Sox fan, you know what I'm talking about, the look from the outside where they had those open spaces where you could almost see in the ballpark, all that stuff. But you got to pick one or the other. You can't be fans of both. You can't be a Cubs and a White Sox fan. As a resident of Chicago, if you are a Cubs fan, it'll kill you. And maybe you don't want the White Sox to have any titles. I knew a couple Cubs fans. "Eh, You know, it's in Chicago. That's cool. But you got to pick a side. You cannot be a Cubs and a White Sox fan. I had an interesting history, which I talk about because I would spend my summer vacations in Chicago on the south side. I would see more White Sox games than Twins games. And actually, a couple years when my family took me over to the north side, we went over to Wrigley. I miss old Comiskey Park on the south side. I used to love getting off on the L and going into that old ballpark, um, sitting over in right field. And just enjoying a good game. Back when Harry Carey was the White Sox play-by-play guy and doing his deal over at Comiskey before he went to the Cubs. Cedric, you got it, man. You can't be pulling for both sides. Hey, Cedric, you an Angels fan and a Dodgers fan? (laughs) Hell no, you ain't. Of course not. So if you are in Chicago... You can't be both. You got to pick one. And I have respect for Sox fans, but I am a Cubs fan and I will always be a Cubs fan. I've been to games at whatever the name of their stadium is. I still call it Cellular Field or whatever the hell they're calling it now. But I'm a Cubs guy. (laughs) Cedric, hell no, of course not. You can't be both. You can't be up in the Bay Area and and saying, I'm a Giants fan and an A's fan. I get it. You have two teams there. You can go to both games. As a baseball fan, if you're a Giants fan and the Giants are on the road and you want to go see some American League ball and check out teams you never get to see, I can see Cedric if he's in L.A. He can go roll down to Anaheim if he wants to go see the Yankees or you know my tw- the Twins or whatever. As a fan of the sport, you can do that, but you can't be a fan of both teams like that. That just can't happen. And in, you know, cities and, you know, it's really just the the three big cities where you have multiple teams in each league. But you just, you can't, no, no, you can't do that. All right, so uh, NFL, we finished up. Uh, Vikings, again, looking good. Kirk Cousins, so far so good. He's he's earning all the money they paid him. Um, a lot of football left to be played, but 
Uh, Vikings looking good. I do think they're going to get the win in uh, New Jersey against the Jets next week as well. So that would be good to get them up to um, a, a more respectable record. Uh, go for football. Let's talk a little college football here. All right. Your Minnesota Golden Golfers made it interesting, didn't they? They they really did. They they outplayed Ohio State at times. And if this team was not freshman laden, the Gophers had literally are about 55% true freshmen in terms of a football team. But, man, the defense showed up. The offensive line was really throwing around the Ohio State Buckeyes defensive line for a while. And although they, the score, 30-14, the late touchdown by Ohio State, as my rouser finishes here. Let it finish out for my Gopher fans. Minnesota. Minnesota. Hey, Gophers. Raw. All right, y'all. So, um, props. I mean, again, we don't like moral victories, but that's what it was. The Gophers, I had always said they're going to struggle to even make a bowl this year. They're just too young. Um, you know, young players, players that have been here for a while that have been injured. Shannon Brooks um, arrested for an alleged domestic violence incident against his roommate. Uh, who is now since uh, no charges have been uh, filed, no charges coming as of now. I guess the investigation's still going, but he has been released. He was arrested with no bail over, uh, I think, early Sunday morning. Um, he is out now actually back with the team, not practicing, as I guess they're just trying to figure the whole thing out. Very talented running back, but um, things got to get figured out. So again... Um, Gophers now on the road here um, at Nebraska. The the Gov will be in attendance down in Lincoln, Nebraska. We'll do a live little remote. I I love it. I love it. Um, What else is going on? Okay, so Gophers, Nebraska. Nebraska loses again. A heartbreaker. 0-6, this has never happened in Nebraska's history. If the Gopher team that showed up, if the Gopher team that showed up in Ohio State comes down to Lincoln with the Gov, I think the Gophers get a a good road win. I get it. The Gophers are a six-point underdog, and people up here have been griping and 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 yapping and bitching about how can the Gophers be a six-point underdog against a team that hasn't won a game? This is what I'm talking. This goes to show you what pedigree gets you. Because they're Nebraska and they're still playing at home against a Gopher team that is three and three, and that is a Gopher team that, you know, quite honestly, has been blown out in games against Iowa the week before. And got blown out on the road at Maryland. And they are a young team. And they're saying right now that Nebraska just pound for pound has more talent on their team. That's that's really where that line comes from. 
And again, always remember too that betters, the Vegas, they're trying to get money on both sides of the line. That's how they make money. Raider for Life says go Georgia Tech. Yeah, we'll, we'll get in the ACC here in a second. Maybe Nebraska can hire Paul Johnson and he can take the wishbone to the Cornhuskers. Yeah, dude, they got to bring back that wishbone. Them, Oklahoma, all that stuff. But here's the thing. If the Gophers can come down and, and play the way they did in Ohio State, they can win this game. I'm very excited. I got my tickets. I'm behind the Gophers bench uh, in the fifth row. So I'll be down low there uh, cheering our squad on. I'm very excited. Nebraska has always been a bucket list kind of program and stadium that I've always wanted to see a game at. So I'm very excited. The, the wife uh, got us a couple tickets. So we'll be making a drive down from Omaha. Uh, 2.30 start Central Time on Saturday. So a uh, nice afternoon start there. And just very excited to go check out the campus. Never been to the University of Nebraska. So very interested to check that out. Check out just the whole thing. I hear a lot of great things about the tailgating, about the fans down there. Very friendly, uh, very football knowledgeable, obviously. But just very respectful of visiting fans and try and really Go out of the way and show you a good time as well. So we're very excited to get down there. Um, but we are also hoping for a go for win. And I think they can do it. I, I, I do. I think it'll be tough. But I think the, the Gophers can get this victory. Um, Gophers by five and a maybe 20 to 17, 20, 15, 23, 18 range maybe somewhere in there. Uh, maybe more of a little defensive battle. Who knows? But I think the Gophers, if they, if, again, play solid like they did most of that Ohio State game, I think they can get Nebraska, uh, get down there and get that victory and get them their first Big Ten victory. Uh, I was reading an article today that said that the Big Ten literally has about 35 different options to bowls. So they – Expected the Gophers, I can't even remember the name of the ball. I think it's out at 49er Stadium out there in Santa Clara. And they can get there with a five-win season again. I mean, now they did that a couple years ago and actually went out and beat a pretty good Washington State team. I think it was the Holiday Bowl in San Diego. But... Next year is going to be the trying year for Gopher football. Next year is when you want to see them win a trophy game. You want to see them win a game or two that maybe you don't expect them to win. That's when you want to start seeing the turn of the corner in year three. Gopher fans, I am not one of these people out here calling for P.J. Flex head. Look, you're going to get this in all college programs, people, whether you're in Alabama, whether you're at Georgia Tech, whether you're at Georgia State, whether you're at Wisconsin, whatever. If things go south in a year or two, people want to fire the coach right away. Can't do that here. Who are you going to bring in besides P.J. Fleck? Who's, who's going to be better? Who are you going to find? Nobody. you got to let this guy have a real opportunity to see if he can work his magic like he did when he brought Central Michigan – to the Cotton Bowl and made them a top 15 team and and, and worked his magic. Excuse me, did I say Central or Western? 
So I am on the PJ Fleck train. I am rooting for him. Obviously, this is my alma mater. This is where I went to school. I'm a season ticket holder, as many of you know. But for the for the Gophers, the proof is on the field, and you got to win. Attendance issues, you got to win. You know they're averaging you know about just over forty three thousand a game there in a uh, smaller stadium that you know holds fifty thousand for football, almost fifty one thousand. But the only way you're going to feel that is to win. And when you got blown out against Iowa and that the Maryland game is what really sapped a lot of energy out of the season just from the get go because the way they lost at Maryland was was just embarrassing, but. We'll see if they'll get it back. Big Ten West, you know, it's Wisconsin. You know, Northwestern now is starting to heat up and and looks like they may have something to say here. And then you got Iowa. You know, Iowa comes through, they win again. And then you have the big boys of the East, Michigan, Ohio State. Michigan State goes into Penn State. How about that one? Look at Michigan State. Mark D'Antonio says, no, I ain't done yet. I ain't done. Don't forget about Sparty up here. Big, huge win for Michigan State. And Big Ten trying to reclaim some of its glory here as the season treaches and and just moves on. So, Gophers, as we said, um, Nebraska, then they are at home on the 26th against Indiana. Then they hit the road again at Illinois, which you think should be a win, but nothing is ever written down with the Gophers. Then they come back and kind of get into the meat of it again. Um, Purdue improving, kind of a disappointing start to the season, but they have Purdue here. They have Northwestern here at home on November 17th, which is the last home game here at TCF Bank Stadium. And I'm not going to even call it a rivalry game. They have a game at Wisconsin that ends the season. For Paul Bunyan's axe, the longest uh, college trophy actively being played for in college football. They've been playing for this thing since back in the late 1800s. But the Gophers have not beaten Wisconsin for ball, Paul Bunyan's axe, since 2003. If I check my math correctly, this is 2018. You do the math. When you can't beat a team in 15 years, it is no longer considered a rivalry in the Govs book. Cedric says Paul Johnson needs to take that offense somewhere that's not Georgia Tech. What is it going to take for Georgia Tech? And we'll talk a little Georgia Tech football here, folks. Um, for my folks up here up north, we have a lot of fans in our chat room and, and that listen to the sports governor from down south. Um, when you hear me say X squad, uh, most of these guys are these podcasts are based from Atlanta, Georgia. So that's why we like to talk some Georgia football, some SEC, and in particular here some Georgia Tech football. Look, the Ramblin' Wreck hasn't been a player in college football in a very, very, very long time. They're in the ACC, you know, with the rise now of Clemson coming back on the national scene. Um, I gotta stop saying um. Oh, that bugs me. When I when I listen back to these replays and all I hear is um um um, that's not good radio. I apologize for that. I don't know what it's going to take for Georgia Tech to get back. 
I like Georgia Tech. I have visited the campus now that I've been down and visited my friends from X Squad down in Atlanta. Great looking campus. The stadium is a very, it's a smaller stadium, kind of like TCF Bank. But really in a, in a you know, it's in a, the fraternity neighborhood. It's, it's really kind of snuggled in there real nice, almost like a Wrigley Field in Wrigleyville. I don't know, you know, their facility situation down there. Maybe that's playing into it. Maybe they need to get some upgraded facilities. Paul Johnson is stubborn and he won't adapt his offense. However, Tech allegedly can't afford to buy him out. Yeah, see, that's the thing, you know. I have friends, I think my fraternity brother and his wife are season ticket holders, I think. They seem to be there at all the home games on Facebook and whatnot. Know some VIPs. They seem to be up in the box and stuff. And I maybe I should talk to him and reach out to him and see if he knows of anything behind the scenes. Georgia Tech used to be a, a real solid squad, a real player in the, in college football back in the day. And now just an also-ran. You know, Georgia comes in, smacks him around all the time. That rivalry doesn't hasn't meant anything in a long time. Georgia Tech and Georgia. Cedric says it's like Georgia Tech, or excuse me, it's like Georgia Tech likes being just good enough to go to a lower tier bowl game. Maybe that's it. Maybe they're looking. You know, Georgia has what now? Three Division One teams. If you throw Georgia State in the mix. Georgia State. Here's a question for you guys down in Atlanta. Again, this is Vince Wright, the sports governor. Does Georgia State have better facilities than Georgia Tech? With Georgia State now getting the old Turner Field for their new football stadium, does Georgia State have better football facilities than Georgia Tech? Let's ponder that for a minute. Get at me, Vince Wright, sports governor, at the Big Smooth One on Twitter. Follow Sports Done Right on Facebook, Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T, and also Sports Done Right on Instagram. Raiders for Life says no. You can't get top recruits running his offense. You have a few uh, prospects if you play on offense. Let me see. He might be responding here. I might be reading this out of order. Okay, so let's start. Cedric Galloway here again on Sports Done Right. Again, he says tech alumni need to pool their money together and get a different coach. Then Raiders for Life in our chat room responds, you can't get top recruits running his offense. Okay, referring to Georgia Tech's coach. You have few pro prospects if you play on offense. And then I think Raiders is saying no, that actually... Raiders clarified, no, Georgia Tech does not have better facilities than Georgia State or the other way around. Let me know what you mean by no. So we know the better players are going to Georgia. Georgia State now presenting an option for players in Georgia. 
as opposed to Georgia Tech. And by the way, Georgia State is the largest public university in the state, just so people know that as well. So we're not talking some rinky-dink school here when you hear me talk about Georgia State. I don't know. I don't know. I, I Maybe it's something we'll, we'll start following here. The, the trials and tribulations of Georgia State football. Maybe we can get Ryan Stewart, our old friend from the Doug Stewart show, his brother. Maybe we can get Ryan to come out and get his two cents in there. I mean, he still goes to games. He's still in the mix. Ryan, what's going on with the rambling wreck? All right, folks, um, I have to end the show here because I got to jump in the motorcade. The Gov is going to pick up his daughter from doing some community service work. Uh, Very proud of her. Wife is out of town, so the Gov is riding in the motorcade to go pick her up. So uh, a few minutes here on the Minnesota Timberwolves, then I'm going to get out of here, get in the uh, check out our friends over at Tasty Talk Tuesdays there. Uh, Ryan would really be able to address this. Yeah, he would, Cedric. He really would. And uh, maybe we'll reach out to him and and Doug and see if we can get Ryan for a few minutes here because I really would be interested. You know, again, I grew up watching Georgia Tech football and basketball, obviously with Coach Crimmins there on the basketball side, their legendary basketball coach, you know, achieved great things. John Sally, Dennis Scott, um, you know, great basketball teams those guys played on. And now Georgia Tech, great school, don't get me wrong. I mean, if you want to be an engineer and or you just want to go to a, a, a good college, Georgia Tech's up there with the best. But in terms of their, their two big sports, man, nothing. Okay, Raiders here before I get into my Timberwolves take and call it a night. Georgia State does not have better facilities I am a long-suffering tech fan. Tech facilities and the game day experience at the historic Bobby Dodd Stadium are great. Tech has four national championships. Well, Tech, excuse me. Slow down, Gov. Tech has four national championships while Georgia has two. The coaching is the problem. There you go. Very well said. And then I guess that's the thing. You know, who who is that coach? I mean, that's always the problem at a Georgia Tech, at a Minnesota. Who is that coach that you can bring in to try and turn this thing around when you are in a in a major Power Five conference like the ACC, Miami, um, you know, which disappointing again, Miami. But you know what I'm saying. Um, you know, you got Virginia. You got all these other schools Who are you going to find to turn this thing around at Georgia Tech? Not saying it can't be done. Like you said, you got a historic stadium. You got a good school. You know, historically a a good program for the most part. See if they can get it back on track. Because as we know, down south football is still king. And I get Alabama rolls over everybody. But, you know, Georgia... Georgia Tech. Now, like I said, Georgia State trying to get in the mix here. And also just losing your, you know, having all these other schools just right around you as well in terms of recruiting. And if you're Georgia Tech, just trying to recruit these kids and keep the Georgia kids home and 
finding those stars that'll give you a shot. I don't know. But anyway, let me get to the Timberwolves here because I got to get on off the air. Jimmy Butler's going to be starting. Yeah, back to your corners because I don't know, man. Glenn Taylor and you heard Kevin Garnett on uh, TNT earlier here today. Go off on Glenn Taylor. Excuse my language. And this is a quote from Kevin saying Glenn Taylor doesn't know shit about basketball. And it's really starting to look that way because Tom Thibodeau has has turned this into just a goofy situation. I think him and Jimmy might be in on this together. I think this might be a grand conspiracy. Let's go that route. Uh, You know, this is their way of motivating the team. This is hey, this is what he's been complaining about. These guys just they aren't motivated. Can't, they don't want to play defense. They don't want to do that. Maybe this is the ultimate call out to get them motivated. And all of a sudden, that if the Wolves go off to a, a really good start all of a sudden, does this script ever flip? And could Jimmy Butler and Thibodeau be behind the curtains like the Wizard of Oz laughing at us all? And all of a sudden, things turn a corner and Jimmy stays here and actually does somehow resign. And I get it. Far-fledged. It is a conspiracy theory. But I don't know. And the Chief Rocker, Jersey Vern, joins us. What up, Jersey? Make sure you go back and listen to the replay, Jerseys. I'm just about to end the show. Um, Yeah, F the Timberwolves. And that's, that's our man, Uncle Vern, right on cue. I think Jimmy was having an internal battle, says BS3. That's Ben out of Dallas, Texas, host of the BS3 Sports and Music Show on X Squad Affiliate Radio Network. I don't know, man. I, you know, I just, I look at this organization and we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it does motivate these guys. I mean, right now, the, the local media and everybody is telling us, oh, this is going to be a horrible season. Oh, the the T-Wolves may as well not even show up. Oh, it's all going down the toilet. But what if the Wolves get off to a good start? And all of a sudden, the Cat and Andrew Wiggins start playing defense. And some of these players along the bench, some of these younger guys outside of Tyus, um, um, Tyus gets some playing time so they can start improving. I don't know. Tonight, NBA kicks off Boston and Philadelphia. We got the Celtics up 89-72 on the Philadelphia 76ers. Just under eight minutes left in that one. And following that one, we got the big one, Oklahoma City out at Golden State. No uh, Russell Westbrook, if I remember correctly. He's got a little bit of a knee injury, so we'll see what happens there. But the NBA is back. We're off and running, and we'll start keeping you updated on that. We're obviously going to keep you updated here on the Timberwolves and just how this season is going to progress because it all starts here, um, I think, let me check their schedule here. Do they start tomorrow? Give the gov one second. Again, thank you guys for listening. 
All right, let's see what we got for our mini Sota Timberwolves. They start tomorrow, San Antonio. Off and running. Cavaliers on Friday. And then they are, looks like, on the road in Dallas uh, next, or on Saturday, actually, a little back-to-back action. Hold on, T-Wolves fans. It is going to be a ride. All right, folks, let me get on out of here so I can go get the first daughter of Minnesota sports. You guys, thank you for tuning in to the Sports Governor Vince Wright. This has been Sports Done Right. Thank you, X-Squad Affiliates, X-Squad Affiliates Radio Network, uh, Spreaker.com as well, the folks in our chat room on Spreaker, the folks that hit us up on Twitter and everybody in between. Uh, and, and again, thank you guys so much again for, for tuning in. Vince Wright, the sports governor. I'll be back next week. And we also hope to get a Skull Nation podcast in, uh, the joint venture that I'm doing with Justin Ekstrom. Unfortunately, in the past couple weeks, life has just gotten in the way. So hopefully we get that recorded and uploaded on Spreaker tomorrow as well. Keep it tuned. Uh, we got our friends over um, doing Taste the Talk Tuesday, Girly Girl and Mandelion. And again, xsquadaffiliates.com for all my other friends and hosts and their wonderful shows like Jersey Vern, like John Fisher and everybody else. So I am Vince Wright. I am out of here. Make sure you keep listening to Sports Done Right. And lastly, again, follow me. That's on uh, Facebook, Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T. You can follow us at The Big Smooth One, the number one after The Big Smooth on Twitter and at Sports Done Right on Instagram. Thank you very much. Have a great evening, everybody. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you, all the compliments in the chat room. My honor to do the show for you tonight, everybody. Have a great day. Have a good weekend. And I will be checking in with you from Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska. Go Gophers! Get the win, baby. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it back with Sports Done Right. You are listening to Sports Done Right with your host, Vince Wright, right here on Spreaker.com. Oh!